0: You're listening to Intuitive Blueprint Podcast, episode 103. Today, we're talking about lessons in feminine leadership. Hey, guys. Welcome back to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you so much for taking the time to invest in your mind and doing it with me today. If you're a returning listener, welcome back. And if you're brand new, it's nice to meet you. My name is Shanae and I am your host. I am a Reiki master and NLP and coach trainer. My obsession is helping coaches just like you master the power of your energy so that you can become Confident, authentic leaders who run their business with ease. I'm really excited for this week's episode. It was inspired by a client conversation that I had, and I was like, this is really good. This is really good. It was hard for me to find a title for it. So, but you know, it's just, jam-packed with a lot of stuff. So let's just, uh, before we dive in, as always, I want to invite you to the Inner Child Healing Retreat. We are still open for enrollment. The retreat is going to be in Mount Shasta, May 12th through the 15th. It's in a beautiful spiritual sanctuary home. We have four, yeah, four spots left and all the details are at the, uh, down in the show notes if you are interested in coming to a healing retreat this spring. And the wait list for our summer NLP event is also down in the link in the bio. So go ahead and check that out if you are interested in coming to the Bay Area and becoming a certified NLP practitioner, or if you are interested in going up to Mount Shasta with me for a weekend of healing and nourishment and just connecting. I just love retreats so much. But okay, let's let's dive in. So as you guys know, I, I'm a coach. I'm a coach, I'm a teacher, I'm an educator. You know, this year we've been doing a lot of classes and certifying coaches. But the heart of what I do and what I absolutely love to is I love to coach. And my clients actually range from entrepreneurs to regular moms who are just living life to people in corporate America. And so I I love it because I just love solving problems and being a detective and like unpacking things. And so while some of the coaching I do is like very much in the deep end where we're uncovering shadows and we're processing trauma and we're doing all that, on the other side of things, or the other side of coaching is really about leadership and how can we as women show up as our best self, not only in our own personal life, but also in, in the, in our work environment. And I, and I know that not everyone listening to this podcast is a coach. And so I I think this episode is going to resonate with, with anybody who has, maybe if you're a team lead, if you're a director, if you've got people underneath you in a team, how we can foster an environment of leadership to allow for the people who are on our teams, or if you're a coach or clients, people in your community, how can we foster um, an environment for them to grow, for them to be seen, to be heard. And the question that my client asked me, she's in, I guess she, I guess she's in corporate America. She's an accountant. The question was, I'm not sure the difference between like being in leadership versus taking the fall for someone. So she was having a hard time identifying like, you know, do I do I take the fall for people because that's what I think a leader should do? Or like how, like, how should a leader react in, you know, this kind of situation? And I thought that was just a really excellent question because I think there are a couple different fine lines that I myself have experienced within this last year. And I really wanted to share these lessons in leadership with you. So So context, you know, or, you know, maybe this has happened to you, you have a team under you or you're leading someone and they mess up, a mistake is made and it maybe costs the company some money and your, your immediate perhaps reaction is to, or, you know, in the case of my client, not wanting to. Bring to light what what her associate like did or did not do, and so she was having this really hard time differentiating between like, well, do I take the fall for her, and is that being a leader, or do I bring it up that a mistake was made? And again, I just thought it was such an excellent question because it's really nuanced, right? I think there's a lot of different scenarios and situations, and how do we bring that energy of feminine leadership with us? Because on one hand, we want to be a leader, and we want to we want to, you know, act as our highest self. And on the other hand, we, we don't want to throw people under the bus and, and, and we, we want to help and we want to succeed. And, and I think like when you are naturally like an empathetic and very caring person, oftentimes you there are moments where you think you're being a leader, you know, perhaps like taking blame and taking ownership for something that someone did, but in the long run, that's hurts you in the end because it's not coming from divine feminine energy and it might be coming from some wounded feminine energy. So I had a similar situation happen to me. So I'm going to tell you my story and then I'm going to get into a couple of the lessons in feminine leadership. I have three lessons with you today. And I shared this with my client because I was like, listen, I know exactly how you're feeling. I know exactly what you're talking about. I had a very similar situation happen to me. And, and so what happened with me was, as you guys may know, I've had a mastermind for a couple of years now. This is my first year um, not hosting a mastermind right now. I may do one later, but it was a high self mastermind. And it, when you are a leader in a mastermind, you've got other coaches or you know clients within the same group. And really as a leader, the mastermind people are looking at you to guide and flow and mentor. And my mastermind is half mentorship, half Mastermind. So while it is a mastermind environment and the clients are co-creating and helping each other, it also is mentorship. So I am taking a more active role in the container versus a pure mastermind. There really is no mentor. It's more so like a a co like a create (laughs) a container that um, everyone pitches into very equally. So within my mastermind last year, individually, everyone did amazing, made so much progress spiritually, mentally, emotionally, where they were at in their business. But within the group setting, there wasn't a lot of cohesiveness. There wasn't a lot of support happening within the group setting. There wasn't a lot of sharing. People didn't feel safe or like in a position where they wanted to or could be vulnerable with the other people in the mastermind. And so when that first happened, I was like, okay, what did I do? Because I think that as, and that's the same thing that happened with my clients, just like, okay, well, what did I do wrong? How can I fix this? And, and that's the same exact response I had, right? Because we want to be leaders. We want to take ownership. We want to my favorite saying is if, if you're not the problem, you're also not the solution. So I'm always finding where I can take personal responsibility. How can I be at cause? Like, what can I do to fix this? But it's a really, really fine line between fixing something and taking ownership of the problem and finding a solution for it. Which leads me to the, the first lesson is that feminine leaders understand that clients don't need fixing. So my mistake, so this, is my, this is my hindsight, what I learned, immediately I was like, okay, like, let me fix this. Like, let me fix this. I changed the structure of the calls instead of having support calls every single week with one I had guest experts come in monthly. I made it so there's only like one support call a month. I was, and then I started to teach more. I'm like, okay, what are the topics can I bring in? I did more master classes. I did more teaching. I taught them techniques while still having that monthly guest expert. And so immediately on my end, I was like, okay, well, let me change the structure of the calls because people aren't sharing. And so let me take out the calls where I'm asking people to share and instead let, let me do more right? So it's almost as if it's like there was, I wasn't confident in the container and I wasn't confident in myself. And so therefore I felt the need that like I needed to fix something because like they weren't getting what they needed from it. And that's the first lesson is that your clients don't need fixing. Your clients don't need you to micromanage what they need from you. And in that actually compromises the safety of the container compromises your position as a leader the minute that you Think, okay, I need to, there's something wrong with this and I need to fix it so you get more out of it. I'm now abdicating responsibility of value and responsibility of change on myself rather than putting that on the client. And I didn't realize it until kind of towards the end of the mastermind. I was like, you know, it was after combo. I was like, you know, I'm doing all this extra stuff and it hasn't changed. The energy of the group hasn't changed. It's not like it's just getting better. It's not as if like they're getting more out of it. I'm just now putting so much more pressure on myself for them to get something out of it. And in turn, I think that energy actually makes it so that no one grows. So then towards the end of the container, I was like, okay, like I didn't need to do that. (laughs) Big lesson learned. And it's that people pleasing, right? It's that wounded feminine of like, I really want them to get value out of this. I really want them to change. Like, I really want them to succeed and I'm, and I'm going to, and I'm going to work extra hard so that they get that, which isn't leadership at all. That's that wounded feminine of like, I really want them to think highly of me and them to, know that I'm trying. And it's, it's, it's so subconscious, right? Like you don't realize it because at the time when I was doing it, it was more. So I want to make sure that I'm over delivering on value. And while on one hand I was over delivering on value, the energy in which I was doing, it was coming from a wounded feminine side. It was coming from an energy of, I, I, I wanna make sure that they get something from this. And that's not something that I can do. And I'm trying to control the world and my like controlliness was coming back. And so it was a big aha moment and a big insight of, okay, like I don't need to fix myself. I don't need to do anything different for them to get this value out of it. It's, it's like, now I'm taking away the, I'm taking away the responsibility of change and responsibility of value on them. And that actually creates codependency without me realizing it, right? It's like, okay, I think that I'm in control of their success and that's totally going to disempower the client versus empower them. So that's that's my first lesson. (laughs) The second lesson in feminine leadership from that experience that I learned is that feminine leaders don't take things personally. And so, you know, same thing with my client, the fact that something happened at work and a, a mistake was made and it made the company look bad, like, that doesn't mean you're a bad person. For me, with the container, just because the group didn't, didn't really, it just wasn't like that sisterhood. It wasn't a lot of closeness. It wasn't a lot of sharing. Just because that was happening didn't mean that I was a bad coach, didn't mean that I was a bad leader. But at the time, I definitely take it personally, which is why I was trying to do so much more, which, you know, like I was saying. And so you got to learn not to take things personally. And this is again, that, that wounded feminine, I think it's also kind of wounded masculine of, of the ego of wanting things to go great, wanting things to go a certain way. And then like, when it doesn't, it's like, okay, like, you know, I did something wrong. I did something bad. And, you know, my client, it, it upset her for, for a while, a couple days to a week. And she's like, God, like, I just like, I feel so shook by this. Like, I'm just so shaken by it. And, Learning to really separate your value as a human to the value that you bring to a company. Like you gotta learn to separate that. Your self-worth isn't defined by the amount of progress your clients make or the amount of progress your team makes or the lack of mistakes that your team makes. Like that doesn't define your self-worth. And we've talked about self-worth so much on this podcast in regards to our body image and like work and hustle culture. And it also does come into the, I don't know, it's kind of like these expectations that we have in ourselves. Right. So the, the second lesson here, like I was saying is that feminine leaders don't take things personally. And when you learn to not take something personally, you're then able to look at it with a much more of an objective mindset and Find a solution. So that's bringing in that divine masculine of how can I be deeply present for this situation that's happening and and find a solution, or maybe we just need to be with it. Maybe this is just a situation where we have to be with these negative feelings or this negative emotion and simply let it pass. Maybe there isn't like a fix for this, but there's just an awareness and an acknowledgement of. So that was a, that was a big one towards the very end. Again, of the mastermind after combo, I was like, oh my God, I took it so personally. There was a comment that was made and I took it so personally, like I was a bad coach. And because I was like, oh my God, like there's, I'm not doing enough. Then that cued me to do more. And that was that over delivering from a wounded energy, which is, it is, um, compromising, like over compromising my integrity and my, my own self security, making myself feel as if I'm not good enough. And the energy in which you lead is, is going to affect your clients. So it's so important as leaders to be really conscious and aware of the thoughts that we're having, the beliefs that we're having and, and how we're responding to clients, how we're responding to our team, to our family, right? It, it's all, it's all one and the same. The last leadership lesson is and this is this is one that i that i love and it's i think it's one that we can take anywhere and everywhere and it's feminine leaders feminine leaders encourage growth that's growth of others and we can only encourage growth of others when we're allowing others to also take personal responsibility for what may what maybe they've done wrong so um circling this back to my client it's you know not highlighting the mistake that someone made and instead taking that blame, is that really fostering and encouraging growth for your team? Probably not, right? Because then that person doesn't get a chance to acknowledge the mistake that was made. They don't get a, a chance to acknowledge how they can grow from that situation. And then the mistake is either going to be made again because maybe it's a systematic, maybe it's, it's the way that communication is within the whole team but that mistake is going to get made and then it's going to cost, you know, someone else another couple thousand dollars. And so I think it's so important to understand that when we are the the amount of personal responsibility we put on ourselves, we are also I don't want to use the word allowed, but I think we should also encourage ourselves to model that for clients and our team and our family so that they can also find personal responsibility for themselves. So they can also learn and grow from the situation. Bringing it back to my example with myself towards the end of the year, I finally was able to kind of like take a step back and be like, okay, like this isn't my fault. I took it so personally and I, you know, when I was rounding out the mastermind, kind of individually asked each person, how do you think you contributed to the energy of the group? And it was so awesome to hear the reflection from these women to, to hear what they had to say. I am so proud of just the caliber of clients that I get to coach, to see their awareness, to see their Yeah, just the awareness that they have and the self-leadership that they have. And I'm really happy that I was able to get to a point in in my own leadership and healing journey to be able to ask that question because it's kind of awkward, isn't it? (laughs) It's kind of awkward to be like, how did you contribute to this? it's, it is awkward, but it's not awkward. It's only awkward if you make it. And I didn't make it awkward because it was coming from a divine feminine place of, Hey, you did amazing individually. We've had such great conversations. How do you think, you know, evaluating your energy with me here versus your energy in the group? How was that different? And, I think group settings are also a really great way, an interesting way to to see what other wounds that you have that need to be healed because it's very easy to project onto others. It's so easy to learn more about yourself when you're in a setting with five other people versus just you. So the thoughts that you're having about yourself or perhaps the thoughts that you're having about another person is going to show you like where you have yet to heal, where you have a limiting belief, like where you have some self-improvement. So it was so awesome getting to hear their reflections and getting to hear, getting to see their growth in that moment. You know, the moment that someone is then able to take personal responsibility of like, you know what? I realized that physically I was present and physically I made it to every single call, but mentally and emotionally, I was not present. I was – the call times didn't work for my schedule. I was too stressed out. There was too much going on. I compared myself to the other women. I told myself that I don't matter and my problems don't matter and that this isn't a – a a call for support that other people want to hear about. And so it was really interesting getting to hear them then reflect on it and then have that, that moment of growth of like, okay, like, yeah, like I can totally see how my energy contributed to just the lack of energy there, you know, in, in the container and, or, you know, how the negative thoughts that I was having about myself, how that translated to what my presence was like. So, it was so awesome. It felt very kind of healing in that moment to foster that growth in my clients and to not take personally the fact that, you know, my the the energy of the group aspect of the mastermind wasn't really there but to be able to celebrate each person individually and same for my client for her to be able to recognize where she can help her team foster more growth, how she can help them take personal responsibility for mistakes that were made, but from a divine feminine place, not from a place of saying like you did this wrong and you didn't, you weren't good enough in that aspect, but Hey, how can we grow together? How, what can we take from this? What can we learn from this? So <sighs> I was talking so fast. I hope that this, this podcast was, was hopeful. I hope it was encouraging. I hope that you learned a couple things from it. Definitely. Feminine leadership, I I love talking about it. And it's something that I talk about a lot one-on-one with my clients. And for some reason I hesitate to speak about it like um, on social media. And I think it's because I have this limiting belief (laughs) of feminine leadership being, and, and feminine energy definitely is, it's very sensual. It's, it's, it's self-love. It's, you know, how you feel about yourself. It's, it's a lot of things. And I think a lot of creators who talk about feminine energy do it from a very like seductive, sensual, feminine way. And I feel so disconnected from that because I, I just look at energy very differently. I I don't feel like I need to take, or let me rephrase what I was about to say. My de- and explanation of feminine energy is I don't display it in a way of doing, you know, lingerie photo shoots and talking about sex. I do it from a much different place and I, I can't describe how I do it, but i I think what I'm trying to say is I have a little bit of imposter syndrome talking about it because I don't talk about it in the way that other people talk about it. And so you might look at my content and be like, that's not feminine. Feminine energy is you know, so much different. And so I don't know. I hope that what I offered here today landed. I hope it resonated. If it did, I'd love to hear from you. You can email me, uh, you can DM me on Instagram, but I haven't been on Instagram lately, so I might not see it for a few weeks, but I would love to hear from you in an email or leave a rating and review for the podcast and I'll see it there. So anyhow, I hope that this brought you just some clarity perhaps to your own journey of being a leader, being a team leader, being a mother, having a family, being a coach, guiding people especially in group settings, like group coaching programs, group masterminds definitely is not an easy thing to do. So I just want to congratulate you and not really congratulate. I want to acknowledge you for the work that you're doing, for the self-awareness that you continuously have of looking inward and yeah, of just your self-improvement and your self-growth. I'm so proud of you. That's it from me. I'll see you guys next week, (laughs) same time, same place. Don't forget to be your highest self. Bye for now.